0: Well, welcome everybody. My name is Boz. I'm the community care pastor here at God Squad Church. And I just want to welcome everybody here today. I hope you guys are having an absolutely amazing day so far. And uh, I, I, unfortunately... um I get to bring you the message today. The Reason why I say it's unfortunate is because if you guys could say a quick prayer for Pastor Daylight, he was supposed to be bringing the message today, but a couple of days ago he found out that he got sick and he really, really was not feeling well yesterday. And so he he just let me know he was he was like, "Hey, we just need some people to fill in for this weekend for service for what I was supposed to do." And so you guys get two weeks worth of me, whether that's a good thing or a bad thing for you, welcome. <laughs> but anyways, um, but I'm excited today because. Last week, I got to preach on something that I really love to preach on, which was faith. If you guys were here last week, we've been going through or the past several months, actually, we've been going through the book of Luke. And essentially, in the book of Luke, we're in chapter 7 at this point, and we see Jesus. He was doing the, the sermon on the plain, and then he leaves the sermon on the plain. He goes into the city, the city of Capernaum, and then he meets a centurion there. Now, whether he met the centurion or it was just his friends, he saw the Jewish leaders and all those things. But the thing is, is the centurion, he says, I'm not worthy for you to come under my roof. If you just say the word, I have faith that you can heal my servant who's ill. And so we see Jesus, he's like, wow, I haven't seen anybody in all of Israel who has faith like this centurion. And so we see the servant get better at the end of that passage. And we're going to continue to follow the life of Jesus Christ today, where he goes to next as he's continuing on. But I want to tell you guys today, the whole point of this message that I want to let you guys know is that hope can be found in the midst of your greatest trial. No matter what you're going through right now, I want to tell you that there is, is hope. There is hope for you in the midst of whatever it is, whatever challenge that you're going through. There is hope to be found in Jesus Christ. Now, I'm a big, big, big story guy, okay? I used to read a lot of books. I don't read as much as I used to, but I used to read a lot of books. My dad is a big reader as well. He reads like three to four books every single week or something like that. He reads all of the time. He's always buying books, and he's been a big reader his entire life. And so growing up, I always saw my my father reading books, and I don't know if it was whether I wanted to be like my dad or what, but I started reading books a lot too and really enjoyed it. But here's the thing. I am also a very big avid gamer. So being a big story guy, I love when a game gives you a good story. Now, listen, I know there's some of you listening out there, okay? I'm going to put this out there. It's okay, but I understand there are some of you out there that you just don't you just don't enjoy the story. You don't even know what the lore is going, you don't even know what's going on in the game. You just like the action. You know who I'm you know who I'm talking about by the way. Those of you If you're, if you're that guy, you know who I'm talking about, (laughs) but I love, I love stories in a game. If you give me a game with good story, I'm going to be wrapped up in it. I'm going to be so enveloped in that game. You won't see me for days because the story is just so good. I'm talking about games like the Legend of Zelda series. Now I know a lot of people they're like, Legend of Zelda series, the story, the story is great in all of those games. The lore is really good. There's actually a timeline now, which I don't necessarily agree with, but there's a timeline, there's a whole big thing, and I really love the story of each individual game in the Legend of Zelda. But then you can talk about like the Final Fantasy series, right? Each one of those games, almost every single one, even if you don't like the game as a whole, has a really good story. Final Fantasy XIV, I'm looking at you. Wonderful storyline. Really, really good. Uh I think of things like the Uncharted series, right? I love, I, I, I used to love the Uncharted series. There's like, Four and a half games, I'll, I'll give it four and a half, maybe maybe five if you want to count the PSV version. But anyways, really good storyline in each one of those games regardless. And a really good storyline is you just continue to go through the entire series of those games. Really solid stories. And that's what I love. But the thing that makes a great story is that part where you get to, that's called, like, it, it's, it, my wife would call it the all is lost moment. The all is lost moment. You you know what I'm talking about. The the protagonist of the story or the character that you're playing in the video game. It's that moment where he seems like all is lost. And you think to yourself, there's no coming back from this. There's no possible way. There's no possible way that the person that I've been playing for this long, there's no possible way that he can come back from this. You know, you're thinking, will there be a sequel? There's no, I've been playing this game for a long time. We're getting to the end of the story. Is there going to be a sequel? Because let's be completely honest. I don't think we have enough time to be able to end this story at this point, to be able to get to a good point. It's that moment when people have died who have been around you in the entire game. People are dying, different characters and stuff like that. Or maybe even your character that you're playing, he's on his deathbed in himself. And the antagonist, you know, he's about, his evil scheme is about to come forth and it's about to happen. You've been playing for 50, 60, 70 hours or even more to stop this scheme from happening. And you realize that everything that you're trying to stop, the antagonist is having everything going according to what their plan was. Most games that have a good story, they do this. And then you start to ask yourself, is there any hope? Is there any hope left for this character? But I think that this translates to our lives as well. Let's be completely honest. Life is tough. Whoever was that person that said life is not like a bed of roses, they are completely wrong. My cousin pointed out to me when I was younger one day, he said, life is definitely like a bed of roses. I said, what are you talking about? Life stinks sometimes. It's really, really hard. He goes, no, 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 no. You don't understand. Roses have a lot of thorns. Have you ever laid down on a bed of, of roses? Because I can tell you right now that you are going to be stuck hundreds of times because there's so many sharp thorns that are on roses. Life is definitely like a bed of roses because it's hard and it's tough. And even when you're careful, you're still going to get hurt every once in a while. But I'm here to tell you today. There is hope. Even though life is hard, there is hope for you today. There is something out there that will give you a hope that's not like the hope that you have on Christmas Eve when you've been asking your parents for months and months and months and months for that one thing. You were asking, "Hey, I hope I get this thing." I, and then you wake up on Christmas morning and you're unwrapping your presents, and you hope they get. That's not the hope that I'm talking about. I'm the. Ho- I'm talking about the hope that is the assurance that the there is assurance that there is something coming, that there is something so much better than what we have here on this earth. And this hope it can't be found at the bottom of the bottle. It it can't be found when you're watching Netflix. It can't be found when you're watching Disney Plus. It can't be found through your acad- academics. It can't be found through books. It can't even be found through your Favorite video game. It can only be found in Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ alone. That's it. There is nowhere else where you can find this hope. There is nowhere where you'll find this better fulfillment, this abundant life that God tells us about. You will only find it through Jesus. And I know right now, I know for a fact, there are many of you, if not all of you, that's facing a trial in your life. And it feels like there's no end in sight. It seems like the obstacle or the mountain that's in front of you, that there is no possible way that you will be able to get to the end of this trial. I know there are some of you out there. Put a five in chat if you're going through that right now. Put a six in chat if you've been through it before. Put a 56 in chat if you're having both of the things happen, right? You're going through it right now, but you've also had it happen in your life. It's difficult and it's hard, but there is hope. And I want to tell you that there's hope even in the midst of tragedy. Even in the midst of tragedy. We're going to start right now, guys, and we're going to jump into Luke chapter 7. We're going to start with verses 11 through 12. Man, I was I was reading this yesterday and I just got I got I've never I have I've read this story probably 300 times but let me tell you when the when 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 we say that the book of life that the Bi- that the Bible is alive and that it is moving and that it is relevant today let me tell you something every single time you read something there is something to be found there is something to be found in every word that is written down in the Bible in Luke chapter 7 verses 11 through 12 says this this is about Jesus It says, afterward, remember, he just came from Capernaum. Afterward, he was on his way to a town called Nain. His disciples and a large crowd, a large crowd were traveling with him. Just as he neared the gate of the town, a dead man was being carried out. He was his mother's only son, and she was a widow. A large crowd from the town was also with her. There is someone in this story right now who is currently facing a tragedy in their life. She's already lost her husband, so there's already pain there. But we don't know what her status is. Many times when a a wife would lose their husband, a lot of times they would actually be very wealthy. And the reason why is because they would re- they already had the dowry from the marriage that would come in. They would also obtain the, uh, the possessions or, and the property that the husband owned, and so she would obtain all of that, and so she would be very wealthy. But there were many other times where the widow would become poor, and the reason why is because she doesn't have the ability – if there was nothing to be given to her, she doesn't have the ability to be able to have the essentials. So she'd have to rely on her father if her father was still alive, or she had to rely on her adult son to be able to help her to get the essentials and the needs that she needs. This story doesn't actually let us know about this widow. Sometimes in the Bible it gives us a little bit of an indicator of what that status is, but this story specifically, we don't get an indicator of what her status looks like. But now… After her husband's already passed away, another tragedy strikes in her life. Have you ever been through something where you think that this is the worst possible moment I could ever be have gone through in my entire life? And then something else happens, and it goes right on top of it. It's it's like that saying, right? When it rains, it pours. We've all heard that before, we've all had it happen, but it's like that darkest moment in your life and then all of a sudden it seems like something else gets piled right on top of it. And you feel in those moments, and I've felt this too, there is no hope. There's no coming back from this. There's no end in sight. In my darkest moments at times, it would feel like I was in a dark tunnel, and I would feel like, hey, there's finally, there's a light at the end, but that when I would realize what that light was was, it was just another train coming back at me to hit me again all over, and it just hurts. And in those moments, I can honestly say I lost, if not all of it, almost all of the hope that I had. And I think there's people right now that are here today that are going through that. I want to go back to the widow for a second. And tragedy struck her when her husband passed away, but now her son's been taken from her as well. She has a large crowd that's around her for for the funeral. They have the people playing the music. She has the people in the town that are around her that are mourning over her son, that are mourning for her and the pain that she's feeling as the widow. She's probably honored because she is a widow. A lot of widows, they were honored. Uh, They would get remarried for status sometimes, or they would stay not married, and that was a big honor that that they were faithful to their husband, their only husband that they had. And so it would be a big honor. So they were probably mourning for her and the pain that she was feeling as well. So she had a large crowd for a funeral. But there was another crowd, another large crowd, as we saw, just entered into the city as well. One crowd is experiencing death and pain. But there's another crowd that was just in the city of Capernaum. Another crowd that just saw Jesus do something. He didn't even have to walk over to the centurion servant. He just had to say the word. And we see that the servant was healed. That his illness, whatever it was, he was on his deathbed and it is gone. You see death in one crowd and you see life in another crowd. You see pain in one crowd and you see rejoicing as these two crowds find finally clash and they meet up together in the town of Maine. You have one experiencing death, the other one experiencing and expecting life. And then Jesus sees her. And I want to tell you today that whatever you're going through, whatever circumstance that you have going through in your life, I want to tell you that the Lord sees you. He sees you in your pain. He sees you in your suffering. He sees you today. So we're going to continue reading Luke chapter 7, verse 13. When the Lord saw her, we could end this sermon right now. (laughs) When the Lord saw her, when Jesus saw her, he had compassion. On her and said, Don't weep. The widow who's experiencing great pain in her life, the Lord sees her. And it says that he had compassion on her. And then he tells her not to weep. This is a really bold statement. It, when something like this happens into your, in your life, when something happens like this in your life, I can honestly say that it's healthy. It's healthy to mourn. It's healthy to cry in situations like this. And I would even go as far as to say that it's healthy. That it's healthy. It's a healthy thing to mourn. It's a healthy thing to cry in these moments. And Jesus comes over and he says, don't weep. Jesus knew something that she did not know. And I've got, I've got something to tell you today. Those people right now, if you are in chat, if you're experiencing something like depression I want to tell you today that the Lord sees you. If you have marriage issues today, I want to tell you that the Lord sees you. If your family is out of control and you don't know how you're going to handle everything, I want to tell you that the Lord sees you. If you're entangled in sin, the Lord sees you. If you have financial issues today and you have no idea how you're going to be able to pay off your bills at the end of your month, I want to tell you that the Lord sees you. If you have anxiety and you feel like it's holding you back and it's been hindering your life, I want to tell you that the Lord sees you. When you have physical diseases and you feel like you cannot, go on in life, the Lord sees you. When cancer strikes in you or your family, the Lord sees you. And even when there's death in the family, the Lord sees you. He sees you in whatever situation that you're going through right now. Jesus knows something that you do not know. He sees the bigger picture and he knows something that you don't even expect. Jeremiah 29:11 says for I know I have the plans I have for you. This is God speaking. I know the plans that I have for you. This is the Lord's declaration. Plans for your well-being, not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. The Lord sees you today. Your situation, it might look like death. It might look like the all is lost moment. But I know a God who knows something that you don't. And I know a God, he brings life. He brings life into every situation that you have ever been in. And so now we're going to read Luke chapter 7, verses 14 through 17. And it says this, Then he came up and touched the open coffin. And the pallbearer stopped and he said, Young man, I tell you, get up. The dead man, the dead man sat up and began to speak. And Jesus gave him to his mother. Then fear came over everyone and they glorified God saying, a great prophet has risen among us and God has visited his people. What they didn't know was that the savior of the entire world was standing in front of them. This report about him went throughout Judea and all the vicinity. I learned something awesome this week. I learned something really awesome this week. Do you know how much life Jesus brings? Do you know how much life Jesus can bring into your life? I learned this this week. There are three occasions where Jesus goes to a funeral. On all three occasions, Jesus ends the funeral... And the, a miracle happens where he brings whoever is the person that is in the casket, whoever is the person that's in the tomb, he raises every single one of them to life. I'm looking at Jairus's daughter. We're looking at Lazarus. And then finally, right now, the widow's son, every single time that Jesus enters into a funeral, it ends in rejoicing. It ends with life. You have the crowd that feels death and pain. You have the crowd that comes into the city because they realize that there is something so much better. And Jesus goes to these funerals and he even he even ruined his own funeral. <laughs> it couldn't even be done. He was raised to life as well. Jesus brings life in every single situation that you are in right now. Jesus can bring life to it. There is hope. Remember before I told you That every great story has that that climax moment, that moment, the all is lost moment. Every great story has it. How great is your story going to be? How many times have you had that all is lost moment in your life? How great is your story? your testimony how is that going to be when you finally share the great revelation that Jesus has brought into your life the hope that he has brought into your life the assurance that he has given you i want to leave you with this verse it's 1st peter chapter 1 verse 13 and it says this therefore with your minds ready for action Be sober-minded and set your hope. Set your hope completely on the grace to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Set your hope completely on the grace to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. If your hope today is set on something that's circumstantial, if your hope is set on whether your finances are doing well, if your hope is set on your mental capacity for things, or your hope is set on your physical health, or your hope is set on your family, if your hope is set on your wife, if your hope is set on your husband, wherever your hope is, if it's set on something that's circumstantial, your hope could be taken away in a blink of an eye whether that be the enemy is coming after you, God allows it to be taken away for some reason, the Lord gives and he takes away, that hope can be taken away. But if you put your hope in something that's eternal, if you put your hope in Jesus Christ, that type of hope, it can never, it can never By anyone or anything, it will never be taken away from you. Put your hope in Jesus. So if you're going through something right now, if you're going through a circumstance and you have no idea how you're going to get through it, I want to tell you today, put your hope in Jesus. Because he brings life. He brings life into your circumstance. He brings life into your situation. He doesn't. Jesus just defeats death wherever he goes. He doesn't allow death to be the end of everything. He allows death to be the one thing that he says, I'm going to have victory over this. And I will bring life into that situation. There is hope for you. And I want to say, maybe there's people in here right now, you've really backslidden in your life. You've accepted Jesus Christ before in your life, but over time, the answers that Jesus gave to you, maybe he said no a lot. Maybe maybe he he didn't do everything in your timing. He didn't do everything that you thought he was going to do in the way that you wanted to be done, and so you slid backwards. Maybe life just grabbed hold of you and you slid backwards. I want to tell you and I want to give you an opportunity today to rededicate your life to Jesus. Cuz there is hope in Jesus Christ. And maybe you're thinking today, man, I I haven't had that hope in a long time. I've been trying to find fulfillment in my life and other places, but I realized that that fulfillment is never going to stay there. I need Jesus in my life. So I want to give you an opportunity to rededicate your life, but I also want to talk about those people who have never accepted Jesus Christ into their life ever. Like I said before, you will never find fulfillment in anything in this world. You're always going to need just a little bit more, just just another bottle, just another time watching this show, just scrolling a little bit more on social media, just another thing to be able to help you get through just another moment. Jesus is more. He's not just enough. He is more than enough, and he can bring that complete fulfillment in your life. And I want to tell you, life is not perfect after you accept Jesus Christ. There's still pain. There's still hurt, but there's fulfillment and abundance inside of it. There is life that is found inside of Jesus Christ, a life that you will never find anywhere else. And so I want to give you an opportunity today to accept Jesus Christ into your life and to start a new journey that is with him, where I can promise you that you will find life And fulfillment. And so, what I'm going to ask you to do if you want to rededicate your life or ask Jesus uh, for the first time into your life today. I'm going to give you that opportunity, and what I would ask you to do is to pray this prayer after me, but I want you to know this is not a prayer that you're praying to me. You're praying to God. You're speaking directly to him, and the reason why I use this prayer is because I believe it's a tangible thing that you can go back in later in life because there's going to be doubts in your journey. There's going to be doubts in your walk with God where you might say, hey, I don't know if I actually really accepted him or not. I did this thing, but you can go back, and you can remember this moment where you felt that freedom, where you felt that weight being lifted off of you, where you Remember that you committed your life to God. I think it's a tangible way for us. I'm not saying this is the only way to accept God is through this prayer. You can do it in your own time whenever you want. But like I said, I think it's healthy to be able to do something like this, to be able to accept him as a tangible thing so you can continue moving forward, remembering this moment as a special moment in your life. And so if you want to rededicate your life right now, or if you want to ask Jesus into your heart for the first time, What I would ask you to do is to repeat this prayer after me. Dear God, I come before you right now. I believe in your son Jesus. I believe that he died on the cross, and I believe that he rose from the dead. And right now, God, I accept your mercy, your grace. And your salvation. I commit my life to you. And Jesus. I ask that you. Would come live inside of me. In the name of Jesus Christ I pray. Amen.
1: Amen. All right. Let's celebrate. Any of those who just decided to give their life to Jesus or rededicate their life to Jesus, man, you can tell Boz just had a, a great time. <laughs> He's very passionate about this and I love it. I think we should all be so excited about what God is doing in our lives all the time. Because it is, it's amazing. Like he wrote, he raised people from the dead. I don't know if you've ever prayed for a dead person to be raised again, but man, that is some intense faith to think that God could work his miracles into our life today. I mean, he's the same God as he was then as he is now, so it's just, it's so great. So thank you so much, Boz, for reminding us about the hope that we have in God, in Jesus. And I, I don't even know if Boz knows this, but our theme for Easter is hope is here. It's all about the hope, guys. <laughs> so we will continue to hear about the great hope that we have in God um, for the next couple of weeks. Uh, so did you just say it? So Yes, we're so liberating. <laughs> it was a great, great message. Uh, hello, hello. Welcome, first timers. I see you in the chat. Um, so yeah, if it's your first time here at God Squad Church, I encourage you guys to fill out a connect form that we have, so exclamation point connect in the chat. You can fill out this form as much as you're comfortable, and then we can reach out to you, know that you are here, we can pray for you, can answer any questions you might have, or even if we don't connect with you, because you're like, nah, uh, we would still love to know that you are here, and we would love to be able to pray for you as well. So I encourage you to do that. Um, I also want to remind you guys, if you just dedicated your life to Jesus, we have baptisms here at God Squad Church. So if you're interested in that at all, exclamation point, baptism in the chat. Uh, and then, yeah, we we just want to say congratulations to all of you who you know who also are just getting closer to God cuz this is this is life this is what life is about so i I'm, I'm so glad that you guys are all here with us um we are now going to enter a time of giving and so we are only able to do this and reach gamers for jesus because of you guys you make this happen and so we love to give of our own finances our own time all sorts of different things to god to make sure that his plan can be carried out and we know that his plan is to make his Name known among the nations. Um, and so if you would like to give to God Squad Church, we have a couple of safe and secure ways that you can do that. You can put exclamation point give in the chat. You can click the link below on our Twitch panels. You can go to GodSquadChurch.com, our website. Or if you reside in the USA, you can text any amount to the number 84321. So go ahead and do that now. And of course, we want to thank you guys so much for your giving. It's because of your faithfulness and generosity that we are able to do this. And I know God is smiling down upon you, being proud. And yeah, we thank you. We thank you so much for that.